everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is a show where we encourage you to take intentional steps towards sustainable growth. I'm your host, James Marland. Today, we have a special treat for you. This show, we're recapping the strategies of season two, the episodes on marketing your therapy practice. And we're going to explore the various strategies that will help you get started or get going or get moving in a different direction with your marketing strategies. We cover things like networking and lead magnets and SEO. And I have a special guest today. Uh, before we get into the details, uh, I'd like to introduce our expert uh, in our rapid fire strategy session. His name is Gordon Brewer. He's none other, none other than the founder of the Sidecraft Network and the founder of the Practice of Therapy. He's also a group practice owner in Kingsport. Uh, where is Kingsport? Kingsport, Kentucky? Oh, man. I think it's Kentucky. Anyways, it's Kingsport. And he's a group practice owner and just a good friend, a good individual, somebody who gives a lot to the community. And he he shares his knowledge. I go over rabbit fire with him about the the different episodes and the downloads, and he shares his knowledge and experience as a practice owner and somebody who does a lot of marketing and has online courses and uh, has run masterminds. And you're going to really learn a lot about Gordon in a, uh, and what his beliefs are in a short amount of time. Before we jump into the show, though, I wanted to share a learning event with you, something that I'm very proud of. Uh, we're going to do a learning event on lead magnets. Therapy Flow is putting this on. Therapy Flow is a company that works with therapists to help them fill their schedules and run marketing campaigns. And they scale people to six and seven figure businesses. Joshua Bramell, the co-founder of Therapy Flow, is hosting this event with me. Uh, it's going to be called The Seven Steps to More Clients Using Lead Magnets. You're going you're gonna to learn a lot from this webinar. When you have something that connects with your clients, something of value, it's, it's almost like magic. Like they, they learn to know you, like you, trust you. And maybe you've been confused about, you know, how do you set up a lead magnet? What does it do? How does it help with your email marketing campaign? It's, it's going to be beneficial to anyone who wants to attract more clients and share a part of themselves with them, whether you're a group, group practice owner, th solo therapist, a coach, you run a nonprofit, or you're even, you're just selling products like courses or workbooks, you're going to want to know how to leverage the power of lead magnets. Um, lead magnets help boost your online presence. They're budget friendly and they get people to, to know you before they buy from you. Uh, the lead magnets are not a um, get, which, get rich quick scheme. Uh, they're not pushy. They're more um, called content marketing. You're marketing with your content, but it's it's it really does fit. I believe the the ethos, the ethics of a therapist who wants to help people. You just want to show people how you can help them before they take that next step of signing up for your services or buying something from you. 
So don't miss out. Uh, sign up today. Uh, start developing those relationships with your preferred client today. You can sign up at coursecreationstudio.com backslash seven steps or in the newsletter, there'll be a link or on the blog post, there'll be a link to sign up there. So sign up at coursecreationstudio.com seven steps. The, the, um, the date kind of important. The date is January 25th. It's going to be 2 PM Eastern, 1 PM central. That's January 25th, 2 PM Eastern, 1 PM central. And I really hope you show up and learn about leveraging lead magnets to help you grow your business. All right. Now we're going to get onto the show with uh, marketing your mental health services, rapid fire strategies with Gordon Brewer onto the show. Hello and welcome to the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is your host, James Marland. This is the show where we encourage you to take intentional steps towards sustainable growth. Uh, this has been a journey. This is the uh, last episode of 12 for marketing your mental health services, marketing your mental health uh, therapists and practice. And today uh, we are going to do a rapid fire episode on a recap of the episodes with the downloads and the main points. And I have the host of, I have the host and founder, or well, the founder of uh, the SciCraft Network with uh, me, Gordon Brewer. Hello, Gordon. Hello, James. Good to be here. Glad that you are here. Uh, we talk about you frequently. <laughs> <laughs> Every other episode, we're mentioning how great the SciCraft Network is. Uh, and I just appreciate your the what you bring to the community and your wisdom. And so we're going to just get your perspective on on the uh, the episodes that we did. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so... Um, we're just going to go, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, we're going to talk about the topic and um, the download of the episode and some of the main points. And I'll just be questioning Gordon on how it is going. So the first one, episode 42, uh, was marketing your therapy services and being using SEO and getting your SEO up to snuff. And our guest mm -hmm. was Daniel Fava. And the download of the episode was a SEO or getting started with SEO. It's a checklist for easy and high impact tasks you can do right now to improve your rankings. Um, and the, the main topics were finding time because we all we all talked about like, where do we find this time to do the SEO and how do you get noticed on Google? So, Gordon, what's your experience with uh, SEO? Well, um. Uh, to be quite honest, I um, <laughs> I, I kind of stumbled upon SEO, and I probably did SEO on accident, as my <laughs> as my my daughter used to say, on accident um, instead of by accident. But um, anyway, um, one of the things that I, I've learned about it over the years is just making sure, um, and people hear this from me all the time, just across the board, is being consistent and persistent with what you do online and um, having SEO in the back and uh, in the back of your mind, when you go to create stuff or create content that you're going to put up online, 
And just also thinking about it in terms of, you know, if somebody goes to Google something, what are they going to type in? And so you want to make sure, and that's a good way to think about keywords is just think about what is it if somebody were searching for something that was related to a particular topic or a particular niche or whatever, is think about it in terms of what would they type in? You know, what are they going to be looking for? And and I know we're going to talk hit here a little bit later on niches, mm. uh, but that's one reason why um, having a niche is important because what I've learned over the years as far as a pra- being a practice owner is, is that when people are looking for help, they're looking for help with a specific problem and not just necessarily Googling counselors or whatever. Oh, okay. They're looking, yeah, yeah they're looking for, oh, I'm, I'm struggling in my marriage, so I want to find a marriage counselor. You know, I'm, I'm having trouble with depression or anxiety, those kinds of things. And so they will probably typically say anxiety counselors or uh, marriage counselors or depression counselors, that sort of thing. So I think it's good to have that in the back of your mind when thinking about SEO. And I know probably, knowing Daniel, as I've known Daniel, I'm sure he talked about having um, service-specific pages on your website. Um, so as far explain as, that. What is a service-specific page? Yeah, so um, so I'll just use anxiety as an example. If you if you specialize in anxiety or treating anxiety, you want to have um, a specific page about how you treat anxiety and mm-hmm. what are some things about anxiety. And then same thing for like depression or you know somebody's uh, does like OCD or grief or marriage therapy or you know, uh, eating disorders or just any of the, any of the niches that you can think of is having a, sp- a page devoted to that particular issue that people can, um, when they search, that'll help boost it up in the, in the rankings. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I do remember, I believe he was talking about that, but I've been to web pages where you click service, like adult services, and it just drops a, a drop down box. It's like, oh, we do right. depression and we do anxiety and we do marriage but it doesn't right. have a specific page about that. And I, I think what you're saying is if you don't have that specific page, you uh, Google doesn't see it or it's, it sees it, but it doesn't, you know, it's not yeah. bubbling up or coming up to the surface of the ranking. Yeah. So right. having those individual yeah. pages um, right. helps and, you get noticed. You know, yeah. Right. And the, the other thing too, is, is you want, you know, your SEO, another way to think about it too, is you're establishing yourself as an expert. And so when the search engines go to look for it, they want to be able to see, um, okay, they know about this topic, but they also referenced it to somebody else that's an expert. So that's outbound links. And then you want to have also um, as much as you can inbound links. So, you know, other people referencing you. And that's where directories, things like Psychology Mm -hmm. Today, and um, you know, Therapy Dan, those kinds of directories are helpful and that they're referring back to you. So you've got, uh, you know, again, thinking about the internet as the World Wide web, the more strands of the web you have coming in and out of your website, the better you're going to rank. Okay, great. Uh, the next episode, yeah. episode 43, was uh, marketing your therapy services with lead magnets. 
And the download mm-hmm. of that episode was plan your first lead magnet worksheet. And one of the main points of that was the power of lead magnets. So Gordon, mm-hmm. do you have lead yes. magnets and what are, what, how do you use them? Yes. So what, one of the things maybe to kind of explain to people about lead magnets Lead magnets are the number one tool that you need to build an email list. And I know, I don't know if you covered that any in any of the episodes, but, you know, um, particularly through, you know, I've learned this through podcasting. You can, you can ask people to come to your website and you can hope that maybe they will. But if you have a lead magnet, which is just simply maybe a PDF about a specific um, you know, maybe a specific skill or uh, nine ways to help your depression or nine mm-hmm. ways to whatever, you know, and you have like a PDF that people can can download. In order for them to get the download, they're going to exchange with you your e- their email uh, address. And then email marketing is one of the most powerful ways to um, get people to buy your stuff. Um, and in that you can put that in front of people numbers uh, numerous times during a week or a month. Of course, you don't want to spam people or whatever. But, um, so you know, you hear different things. But, you know, you hear that for somebody to convert, which just means they buy something or they sign up for your services or they become a client, that kind of thing, um, you get different things. But there has to be at least eight touch points before they decide. And so email is a good way to make those touch points. In other words, you're, hey, have you thought about counseling for yourself? Or, hey, are you struggling with this particular issue? Or this this sort of thing, I can help you. And this is how you can sign up and become a, a client or that sort of thing. And the same thing too, just on, you know, kind of the, um, I know for me with the practice of therapy, the consulting side of things, that's what I use. And so lead magnets can be any number of things. Uh, PDFs are usually um, a good good thing. Also giving them access to uh, special videos or that kind of thing where they uh, give you their magnet. email. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a good lead magnet. Um, even webinars are, you know, you know, to sign up for this webinar, which that's how most of them work, is that you have to give them your email address in order to get the link. And so those are, those are ways to do that. And then PDF sheets where, um, so for example, with the practice of therapy, I've got a private practice startup guide, which is, uh, is pretty content rich. And I would, the other thing I would say about lead magnets is give away your best stuff. Mm. Um, because that again, qualifies you to, um, to be no, like no known, liked and trusted. Yeah. So. You're dropping yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of knowledge bombs here on us, Gordon. Mm-hmm. Like all, a mm-hmm. lot of what you just said is like what I've read and listened to, uh, it, to in hours of content. But you just kind of distilled it into yeah. two minutes there. So no. they're lead magnets, very powerful. Um, the next episode was on uh, uh, serving a niche, and we had Ira mm-hmm. Hayes uh, as a guest. Uh, guest host there with us today and our download of the episode was the pumpkin plan it was a summary so i i, I like listen 
I love Audible and I think I've listened to the pumpkin plan like five times mm-hmm. just to try to like understand niches and how to do it. And so I, I have a, mm-hmm. a summary of the pumpkin plan, just like 12, I think it's 12 chapters, but 12 things about the right. pumpkin plan. And right. so there's power. The main, ep- the main uh, focus of that episode was the power of special specialization um, mm-hmm. and how that helps you reach your ideal client. Uh, so uh, have you read the pumpkin plan? I'm sure you know about niches. I, yeah, but... yeah, I know. Yeah. You're referring to Mike McCallowitz's yes, book, the yep. pumpkin plan. And um, no, I haven't read it. Well, I'm okay. ashamed to say that, but it's on my, it's on my reading list, my audible list. So, <laughs> you do audible uh, too. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. That's how I read anymore. But um, yeah, but uh, you know, the what, uh, you know, maybe a, a story, a little bit of a story about niches to think about. Is uh, and this goes back to the SEO. Um, you, when people are wanting help with a problem, they're going to present you with a specific problem, and so they want to know that you're an expert in that particular problem. But the the fear that people have about niching down is is that they feel like they're not going to cast a broad enough net, and that they're going to miss miss getting um, clients, or there's going to be people that are not. You know, they, they want to be everyone to, you know, be all to everyone. And um, a story about that is, is that um, I've got a good friend of mine and he's a cardiologist. And, um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go to Keith if I had a broken leg mm. um, since he's a cardiologist. So that's an example. But if I had a broken leg and wanted to get some advice about what to do about that, I could talk to him because I know he's got medical training. I know these could refer me to somebody else or get me in, in the right place to take care of that particular issue. So a good way to think about niches is, is that um, people are going to look for specific help with specific problems. And um, yeah. And so that, that's a, that's a way to, to think about it. So by not niching, you're, pra- you're, um, you're, you're going to cast too broad of a net and not catch as many fish. And I bet being specialized as a heart doctor, cardiologist, he can, he's, he's sought out for that service mm-hmm. and he can probably charge more. Yes, yes. He's an uh-huh. expert in that area. Yeah, he's a specialist. Yeah. Specialist. And that's a that's another good good point. Um I know um for particularly for um cl- uh practices that are insurance based, um having a specialty gives you a lot of leverage in negotiating your contract rates with insurance mm. companies. Um and that you can point. justify that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there were two episodes on conferences, uh, episode mm-hmm. 45, Marketing Your Mental Health Services by Conference Attendants, and then episode 48, I did a uh, like a reaction show, Marketing Your Therapy Services, uh, Networking at Conferences. The two downloads was download the conference connection worksheet. So I just put together some tools like uh, getting people's names and emails and addresses and then an action plan afterwards. Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do afterwards and how do you do it? And then um, then uh, I made it a game. So I, I don't know about you, but I like games. So I made it like, 
hey, give yourself a point if you do this activity, you know, ask somebody mm -hmm. to lunch or give yourself a point if you uh, get somebody's email and, you know, actually email them. And then because we're constantly going to conferences, you can in conference one, let's say you got 15 points. And so you challenge yourself to get out there and do more in conference two. So it's a little game. It, mm -hmm. it might work for some people, but I love games for things. Um, we In those conferences, we, we really talked about the power of networking and how some of your best friends come from these episodes. I mean, that's mm -hmm. I've said it before, but that's how I met Gordon and how mm -hmm. he's been such a great blessing to me in my journey. And then he's introduced me to other people, uh, Whitney and Dawn and you know just uh, Lisa and Steve, even Steve, like all these people that I've gone to conferences with or known gotten to know them through those um in the the main the main headings were uh or the main topics uh was getting the most out of your conference because you want roi because these conferences are not cheap you know going to them mm -hmm. can sometimes be a big expense and mm -hmm. time and if you go for three days you're not not earning any money those three days so you know you got to really think about that and then <laughs> we had tips for introverts because all of us kind of identify as being slightly introverted. So uh -huh. even just asking somebody to lunch or sitting next to people or giving out your email, you know, you need to do it, but it, it can be difficult. So um, Gordon, what are some of your tips for uh, getting the most out of, out of conferences and maybe networking uh, uh, at a conference? Yes. Yeah, so um, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, when I think of conferences, I think of community, and like you, like you said, is um, I've let, I've met some of my closest friends in this whole therapy space through conferences and through those connections, and um, I think one of the things, um, you know, as therapists, you know, one of the things that we do is we um, we have to get to know people pretty quickly in the therapy room, and so. It's really no different than that at conferences of, um, you know, uh, just thinking about just getting curious with people and just interacting with people. And usually, nearly always, when I go to a conference, I get some sort of nugget. I might not get an ROI directly, but in some ways or form or fashion, I might get an ROI later. Um you know, it's just kind of like, uh, as you mentioned, James, you and I met and uh, I believe it was 2019 um, at the conference in Estes Park, Colorado. And um, little did I know I would be working with James in this capacity, uh, you know, at that time, it wasn't even on the radar. And so you form those connections and you build those relationships and you, you, you just find out other people's stories. And so I would say a tip for going to conferences is the people that you meet, get curious about them. So, you know, tell me where you're from. Tell me about your practice. Tell me about what you do. You know, tell me where you live. You know, all of those kinds of things. I'm just getting curious with people in a genuine way. Yeah. Um, I, at, at, a, at one of those conferences, um, I was at a table. I think it was by myself. Uh, my wife was there. And we happened to, I didn't really know anybody. Uh, and uh, Daniel Fava came over and I didn't know Daniel at the time. And 
we kind of laughed about how we're both kind of introverted and we connected on that way. And now he's been mm -hmm. a great, you know, friend and support. And mm -hmm. um, it's just uh, getting, getting out there and talking to people. And most, I think, I think most people share some of those insecurities. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is those extra extroverts. So mm -hmm. there, yeah. there are a lot of introverts out there who would, who would right. love to take a selfie with you, you know? Like, yeah. Hey, right. Yeah. Well, I think one trend, you know, there's a, uh, speaking of an introverts and maybe a little tangent to go on here. Um, there's a, there's a book. Oh shoot. And I'm going to draw a blank here. My brain's been in a fog lately, but um, yeah. it's called, um, Oh shoot. I'll think of it in a minute, but it's a book about being an introvert. And, um, one it's by Susan Cain and it is, let me think here. I'll think I'll, I'll, I'll put this in, uh, my handy dandy app machine, as I like to call it. Um, and uh, pull up that book, um, quiet. That's the name of the book. I couldn't think of that. So, but one, one of the things that, um, and for anybody that's an introvert, I would say, read that book because I'm basically wired as an introvert. I'm really more of an, what they call an ambivert, um, depending on the situations I can be more extroverted or, uh, I like to think of myself, um, as an introvert with high social skills. So, um, <laughs> so, but. One of the things that I think to give yourself permission to do if you are an introvert is just to allow yourself to observe. And one of the things about introverts is that a lot of times, and they have kind of did some studies on this, an introvert in a room of people and they're just observing and listening to what other people are saying, feel like they are involved in that sense or giving yourself to feel that and be involved. And so you don't necessarily have to drive the conversation. You don't have to be the one that goes up and introduces yourself or that sort of thing. But you just um, simply just let yourself be present, listen, learn. And I think that you can get just as much out of that a lot of times. Thanks again for turning into another episode of the Scaling Therapy Practice. We hope you found today's show informative and insightful. As a quick recap, we covered the strategies of Season 2, focusing on marketing your therapy practice, and we discussed ways such as networking, lead magnets, and SEO. Uh, stay tuned for Part 2. The power went out, actually, when we were recording this show, so we cut this up into two separate episodes. So you'll hear part two next week. Uh, stay tuned for that as Gordon shares more about his experience with marketing a therapy practice. Remember, before we, before we wrap up today, I wanted to invite you to the learning event, the special learning event called The Seven Steps to, uh, for More Clients Using Lead Magnets. You can find that at the uh, Scaling Therapy. You can find that actually on my webpage coursecreationstudio.com backslash seven steps, coursecreationstudio.com backslash the number seven steps. That's going to be hosted by Joshua Brummel. 
the co-founder of Therapy Flow, and that's on January 25th, 2024 at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Uh, this event is going to provide you valuable information on how to attract more clients using the value add, the content of lead magnets, whether you have a group practice, a solo practice, or you're just selling products, or you're a coach, a consultant, uh, you can use this event. This event is for you. If you want to connect with your people, get them to know you, like you, and trust you before they buy something from you, and you don't want to be a uh, a manipulative salesperson, you want to show people how good you are, then don't miss out on this opportunity where you can leverage what you know, leverage your expertise to grow your business. Sign up today at coursecreationstudio.com backslash seven steps. That's the number seven steps. You'll also find it on the blog pages and in our newsletter if you get the newsletter. So make sure you sign up for that. That's January 25th. We want to remind you that the opinions shared in this show are that of the guests and of the hosts. They're not intended for individual personal advice. If you need professional help with legal matters, financial matters, marketing matters, strongly recommend that you consider uh, consulting a professional in those areas. Thank you for joining us on the journey towards sustainable growth. The Scaling Therapy Practice is a proud part of the SciCraft Network. PsychNaven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice podcast. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com.